John Fetterman's debate performance proves his campaign and the media were lying. And Democrats are now accusing Republicans of not being loyal enough to Trump. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. We don't know anything, right, Kane? Not yet. Nothing. And I don't think we're going to know anything today. Yeah. Well, did you see the uh, press conference from Maricopa County yesterday? The one Uh, that I drooled through? Yes. Uh huh. That one, they uh, admitted they're going to be working through the weekend. So does that tell you they're going to be done anytime soon? Now, they're saying that Mark Kelly has, has, uh, according to Cook County, now, again, this is Cook, or not Cook County, sorry, Cook Political Report. They're saying that, that, uh, Mark Kelly prevailed in that race is what the word on the streets are. That's what Cook County's saying. I'm waiting for all of the definitive weighing ins of the everything. Uh, so that's what, and, and so much of this is the stupid mail in, uh, the, the mail in ballots, which we've talked about it. It's, I mean, it's total chaos. It is absolute, complete, and total chaos. And, the I, I mean, I just don't know how else. I, it's just kind of what it is. So they said it was uh, Dave Wasserman who said he saw enough. Now, he did this. This was just, I mean, that's I mean, that's what he had said. He was saying that it was he was calling it for Blake Masters, which I'm like, can we wait a little bit? This was like last night at like midnight. But I haven't seen, you know. So, like I said, where nobody knows anything, nobody knows a damn thing. This is so aggravating. I don't want to hear a single damn thing from anyone criticizing anybody else who might be hesitant or who is who has their faith undermined in the vote in the voting process because this stuff because of this. And I think ultimately that's kind of the point. I think they want, I think they want you to lose faith in your systems because you're easier to control. If you don't, if you think that your vote doesn't matter, you're not going to vote. They, they convinced you of that in Georgia's special election. Hell yes, they did too. They absolutely did. Because they depressed the turnout to, I mean, a minuscule, minuscule rate. That's a fact. That turnout was so depressed. You had all those Democrats out there saying, oh, no, your vote's not going to count. Don't even bother. Well, yeah, nobody's going to go out and vote if they think their vote doesn't count. But they, they were able to rob you without even actually robbing you. They got you to rob, them, rob yourself for them. I mean, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's the, that was the whole goal. Now, the, like I said, I'll bring you all the, I just, this whole thing, I, I, I'm just not going it, to, it, it's third world country stuff. We talked about this yesterday. I, it's just, I think it's ridiculous that I don't have a single damn update. I mean, oh, you've had this this bunch of ballots dropped in, this bunch of ballots dropped in, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think, what is it? Uh, the you And you have a bunch of people going to Georgia to go campaign, which is really ultimately where everybody's focus should be. We're going to talk about that. But, um, but yeah, so it, it, it is, I don't know. King, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous that we don't know. And then, but you do have Republicans already. You have Scalise, McCarthy, everybody else. All these people that are uh, uh, immediately going. I'll, and I'll tell you, I'll try and take the other side of it real quick because after seeing the press conference from Maricopa County and how they explained, you know, that when they yeah. do the mail-in voting, they have to verify signatures. It's it's their law, 
And because of the 400,000 plus that they take via mail-in, uh, that's their the problem. Verifying the signatures that, well, yeah, exactly. Right. We can all agree that the mail in is not necessary. Uh, absentee, absolutely mail in, not so much. But they're verifying the signatures on all of those mailed in. I'd rather them be accurate and take a little bit longer, I think, but I honestly don't believe it should be taking this long. No, I think that I don't give a rat's ass if they do mail in ballots and they have to verify all that. You get it done by election night. That's not my problem. You guys chose to have stupid laws and take stupid mail in ballots. That's your problem. That's not our problem. Why in the world does everyone else in the United States have to suffer because officials in Arizona adopted stupid, ridiculous third world country laws? Not my problem. Count your damn votes and get it counted by elect by the time elections over. The end. Thank you. Next. That's their legislature and the secretary of state there. Then they should be punished. See, this is why you don't want me as president. I would never, this is why I can never run for elected office because I would be showing up literally dragging them all out by their ear. Every single damn elected official. And I'm still confused why they even allowed Katie Hobbs to act as Secretary of State in the election. Well, the party did ask her to recuse herself and she wouldn't do it. But why was she given a choice, though, is my point. I don't know why she was even given a choice to run these elections when she's running for governor. She shouldn't even have had a choice. No, she shouldn't have. I agree with you on that. So it's. I, I, I don't care if they had mail-in ballots. I don't care if they had, I don't care about the time. I don't feel, and everyone's like, oh, it's, you know, people are doing thankless jobs serving. Uh, that's completely irrelevant. I'm not going to sit here and try to and preface every criticism I have by la- by filleting verbally the people who are doing the jobs one once every couple years of counting ballots. No, I'm not doing it. Get over it. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. KeltecWeapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltec. Gosh, he was one of my absolute favorite comics. I watched him when I was young, and I introduced him to my kids on YouTube. Gallagher, the watermelon watermelon smashing comedian, has passed away age 76. He was so funny. And people would love to sit in the front row when he did his shows. He was everybody could watch him. He was hysterical. Yeah, you told people would show up in trash bags and he came out with his like acme-sized mallet. And uh, from North Carolina, he had a chemical engineering degree. Do you know that? And so he developed his comedy uh, act at the comedy store. And uh, he's, you know, he was just, he toured until lockdown. He was great. And my favorite from him was like, why do we call them apartments when they're all stuck together? Yeah, it's, uh, he's so great. So, our, gosh, we miss him. What a, what a great, uh, great comedian. Why? Why this? Cannabis-infused turkey gravy has arrived for the season. Oh, boy. 
I think that probably tastes bad. What are, is it supposed to look? I can't go a one meal without getting high. I don't understand it. Like what? I think they infuse it into an oil or a fat like butter or Why? something. And then they make that with it, the gravy. That sounds nasty. I got to be real with you. It sounds nasty. There's certain herbs that I just don't think go well with certain foods. You know what I mean? Right. No, I get it. Like That's like saying, I'm going to put cilantro in this. Why? Why would you do that? Stop it. Stop it. It's like pumpkin spice and everything up. Cannabis is turning into the new pumpkin spice. Right? Y'all are y'all are running a fine race here. You're getting right up to that line. Next, if I start seeing y'all wearing Uggs and your Han Solo outfits with your vests and leggings, then we're going to... My gosh. All right. So in this is crazy. In uh, Hawaii, little fire ants have invaded. They rain down on people and sting them. So this is a huge problem in Texas. I mean, one of the pastimes apparently that I learned after moving here was you got to look for the fire ant mounds. It's crazy. So they have it's an invasive species and they have a whole committee in Kauai about invasive species. And so they've been alerting residents of the uh, to test whether or not you your, your ants are fire ants. I just would assume all of them are almost. Um, but they said that they there was one uh, infestation that spilled over into a cliffside. And they float down, create multiple colonies, and it's really, really concerning. So they're trying to deal with that and raise awareness with people. Uh, also, uh, let's see, money can buy happiness for households earning $123,000. They did. It's kind of a small survey, so I don't know. And Colorado voted to make magic mushrooms legal, but you can't buy wine at the grocery store. Why? Biden administration stops accepting student loan forgiveness applications. Huh. Now, sure, it, I mean, they're going to appeal the federal judge's ruling, I'm sure. But they're, they're holding applications that apparently have been submitted are being held. And then they're blocking any new ones. And they're saying, oh, it's because of the, they've never, I honestly am telling you, they never actually planned for this to work anyway. This was always going to be challenged and they knew it. They knew it and they went ahead and did it anyway. And they counted on that period of time that it takes to get the legal action going and get a determination from a judge. They knew how long that would take. And they went ahead and they banked on that time and they did it anyway to get to. Yeah. So all these people who thought they were going to get all their student loans forgiven, not forgiven. They thought we were all going to pay for your loans. They you got tricked because this will never be allowed to stand. Warned you. You get what you voted for. I think anybody that voted for that and then is going to get mad, you deserved it because you thought you were getting a payout and you're not because it's not going to stand. And it's not just this federal judge. They can appeal it six ways to Sunday. There is no way in hell it's going to stand. It's just there's 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 too much against it. But that was they knew this. And this is what gets me. The people who voted for this because they thought they were getting something. They're not going to be mad at the people who swindled them. They're going to be mad at the people who are like, yeah, well, that's how it should be. This is exactly how it should run. They're going to get mad at those people. Just like they're not. They kept they voted for the damn people that nationalized student loans. Jacking up the, the cost of college education. And they keep voting for the same people who did it. That you you vote for the party that was all in on making college affordable, unaffordable. Making it to where you're going to be in debt forever from a damn student loan because they wanted to nationalize it. 
And they did under Obama-Biden. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders all voted for it. And all y'all, all these suckers out there like, oh, I want to make it affordable. I'm going to vote for the people that made it unaffordable. Because <laughs> that's logic. Hey, they vote for them. It's amazing. So I'm not surprised at this. But it is, it's a bait and trick. It's what it is. But we told you. We told you it was going to happen. We warned you. And now here it is. So I don't know what people expect. It's unfortunate. I don't know. And as you know, I don't know why Schumer would would fight it. See, if they really wanted to try to do this, they would they would propose. Look, you have to think about this. They had a majority and they didn't want to. Yeah, they didn't want to have any. They didn't want to have any. They didn't want to legislate it because they knew it wasn't going to be success. They knew it was going. They weren't going to be able to. They knew it. And they did it anyway. Just the they, but they want you to think that it is all the fault of one party when actually they just didn't want to commit to pushing forward any kind of legislation, and that's ultimately what it comes down to. Just like they didn't do anything with abortion state by state, they didn't do anything with education at the national level. Just like they never did anything with immigration, they always, even when they had a supermajority for the first half of Obama's term, first term, they had a supermajority. That means they could have railroaded, steamrolled over everybody. And they didn't do a damn thing, not on immigration or anything else. And then they wanted to act like, oh, it's because Republicans blocked us. You guys didn't have the legislative willpower to do it. That's what this is. So I'm just, um, I just got to roll my eyes a little bit here. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Hang on those lines. We've got more of your phone calls coming up. It's Open Line Friday. We're opening up, getting your thoughts on everything. Uh, this <laughs> Florida Man, James John Hall. James John. you got too many first names. Sells a bomb to an undercover cop for $800. $800. Federal charges were filed against the 34-year-old Florida man who they, he sold a pipe bomb that he made at his home to an undercover officer for $800. A Tampa police detective working with the FBI said that Hall of Zephyrillis, Florida, informed a confidential informant that he had a homemade pipe bomb at his home that he could be that he could purchase for $800. He was arrested this week. And they said that he last year he gave the marijuana a confidential source said, and then Hall showed a source picture of the explosive, uh, a bunch of plastic jars taped together, and then he painted it with camouflage. It's crafts. <laughs> so, so he's in trouble. So that's, uh, there you go. They said, yeah, you can't be doing, like, that just happens. Like, I made a bomb. <laughs> Would you like to see my bomb? What in the world? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this was, uh, it's a village's. Villages. Yeah, it's a village. Maybe you seven-year-old Summerfield man. <laughs> I love how it just explodes, right? And you don't know when it's going to come. Uh, they said that Andrew Charles Nilsen was arrested uh, from Marion County Sheriff's Office, uh, according to the the affidavit. A woman reminded Mr. Nilsen that he had a doctor's appointment, and it made him mad. And so the woman attempted to reschedule it because Nilsen was in a bad mood. The woman went outside, got into a vehicle, unlocked the doors, and he followed her outside and with a shovel. And he started beating her car with a shovel. And then she, uh, he 
Nilsson then lost his balance and fell to the ground because he was hitting the car so hard with the shovel. He, she fled after he fell. Uh, he called and left her a threatening voicemail. Another man heard the ruckus and was blindsided by Nilsson, who struck him in the face with said shovel. The, the blow knocked the man's tooth loose. He was also hit in the arm and leg. The woman said that uh, Nilsson apparently had attacked her before. Good grief. So he's arrested on charges of aggravated assault and battery, and he's in Marion County Jail on $10,000 bond. I mean, and he looks like he does not GAF in his mugshot either. He's like, yeah, and like, why do why why is why are people like this? Why is this this just and you with a shovel? You just get that mad and uh, and of course, one last quick one here. Uh, oh boy, this was oh no, I had that one. I had the guy who uh, was stabbing. He stabbed uh, accidentally stabbed himself as he was stabbing other people. I had that twice in here, but there is a man who was put into jail because he did not appear. His 12th public drinking charge, Laysburg. He was jailed for failure to appear. His 12th time, he was his 12th drinking in public charge. Uh, Joseph Seaton, 64. Man, he does not GAF either in his mugshot. Uh, they had a municipal ordinance ticket. You can't possess and consume alcohol on public grounds. I thought this was America. Wait, sidebar. What, ha- what if it's like a festival? I'm not saying that that was, you know, like, what if it's like an Oktoberfest? Because I will totally consume some brew and a stein on Oktoberfest on public ground. So I'm just curious. Anyway, so he got a ticket for the same offense. He was drinking on a bike path. He's having a little walk. Wait a minute. You can't, like, you can't. What if you just want to walk and take a nature and drink some wine? You can't do that? I call shenanigans on this. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Republicans are in position to take back the House, but the red tsunami never comes. Multiple wins for the radical abortion movement on ballot initiatives. And why is the vote counting so slow in some states? I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.